Hello and welcome to my podcast. I'm Kim Akrig and we are talking about how to combine the metaphysical and the physical and manifest the business of your dreams. If you want to learn how to combine the woo and the work ethic, strategy and manifestation, stay tuned. This is for you. So I don't know about you, but when I was learning about astrology, I remember feeling really overwhelmed because there's all the planets, all the signs, all these things interacting together. And it wasn't only about how those things were interacting in your chart. It was also how like the daily energies of the planets was showing up in your life and affecting your life. And I'm sure most of us are aware of Mercury retrograde at this point, but Mercury is not the only planet that can go into retrograde. All of the planets can go into retrograde. And so I found it really helpful helpful with the magic of eye planner it tells you day to day what's going on in the sky it's telling you what the moon is doing it's telling you what phase it's in it and it also has the optimum times life guide where basically every single day they give you insight onto the energy of the day and how you can best work with it so you're not basically trying to push shit up a hill and doing something in the wrong time and making your life basically way more difficult for yourself and it doesn't only have information about a astrology this year they've added a whole new section to it where they're talking about how to combine medicinal mushrooms with the energy of the planets which i absolutely love because medicinal mushrooms are so powerful for so many things and just really being able to enhance that energy and work with the energy of the stars is just going to help you manifest everything in your life a whole lot easier and aside from having all this incredible information about astrology it's basically like a quick start astrology guide so even if you're a total beginner. You can work with it. They also have a menstrual tracker. They have information on the retrogrades and eclipses. And they also have sections where you can plan your weekly goals, your yearly goals. So you can really use this as a manifestation tool to write down what you want to create as well as how to harness the energy of the stars to make that happen for you. So they've kindly gifted the listeners a discount, which is Kim Akrig, K-I-M-A-K-R-I-G-G. And their website is magic of I and like I for icecube.com. And so that code works for everything on their site. They also have really beautiful journals. There's stickers, there's moon trackers. So definitely go and have a look and use that code to save yourself 10% off of everything on the site. So let's get back to the show. Hello, everyone. I hope your day is going so good wherever you are tuning into listening to this. Um, Of course, before starting the episode today, we will be talking about like, how can you find the best way to kind of channel your unique talents, your gifts and find your purpose and use this to create something in your life that really lights you up and that serves other people. And before we hop into that, though, I always just want to like, share a little bit about how you guys can work with me, how I can serve you better, how you can take the next step. Of course, if if all you ever get out of like us interacting together is like you listening to my podcast, I hope you really gain a lot of value from it. I hope it gives you inspiration. I hope it expands your vision for what's possible for you. I hope it gives you like tangible things that you can use daily to improve your life and make your life better because like one of my goals is always just to like honestly feel as good as I can as much as I can like as much as the time as possible and um I really hope that 
underlying all of my work, that's kind of the intention behind it. Because I truly believe like when you go on a healing journey to heal the things that happened in your past or the things in your life that aren't serving you or like the kinds of thinking or beliefs or patterns that you have that aren't working for you, when you're able to clear those out, um, it just really like I've seen the shift in myself. I see it in my clients. Like when you change those things, your life can change so dramatically, so quickly. And my my honest desire for everyone on earth is just to feel like good and happy and fulfilled in their lives and doing what they want to be doing and like achieving a sense of healing and peace and fulfillment. And like, honestly, that is the underlying foundation that like all of my work rests upon because I think we all deserve that. And if I can help you achieve that in any way possible, that is always my intention and my goal. Um, That said, if you want to go that next step and really start working on your beliefs and clearing out those subconscious blocks that are blocking you or working on your confidence, your self-worth, just the things that are really holding you back from like showing up to the best of your ability and really going out there and creating those things for yourself in your life. Um, I really can help you do this through my hypnotherapy sessions. In there, we're able to really take a deep dive and look at you personally, what's going on in your subconscious, what needs to be healed, what's blocking you from really achieving that life that you want to have in that business and like everything that you're like working towards like we're able to really get in there see what's going on see what's blocking you we're able to transform those beliefs and we can imprint you with new empowering beliefs so that you're able to show up in a whole different way and my favorite thing about the modality that I use rapid transformational therapy is that it is rapid (laughs) most of the people I work with we only need to work on their their issues for one to two sessions, which is really powerful to me. And so it's like, instead of spending years in therapy, talking and talking and talking about what's going on in your patterns and trying to just understand and change what's going on, we're able to just get in there really quickly, work through it. And then you're off and like doing your next thing. And you don't need to be spending forever working on this thing, which is to me, one of the most valuable things about it, because like time is money. And the more time that you're spending being stuck where you are, it's like you're missing out on creating those things that you want to create. So if you're feeling called to do it, now is the time. My books are going to be open from December to February. So if you're feeling called, this is really the time to work with me because once school starts for me, once university starts for me again in the end of Feb, I believe, I really do need to look at my calendar, but (laughs) roughly around there, um, I'm not going to be working with clients one-to-one at that point in time because I'm going to be focusing on my psychology studies because if there's one thing I've learned is that Uh, For me personally, I can only, it's really hard for me to focus on giving 100% effort to everything and that just ends up burning me out. So when summer in Australia is over, I know this is maybe confusing if you're in the northern hemisphere and you're like, what do you mean when summer is over in February, Kim? (laughs) Um, But for us in Australia, in the southern hemisphere, that will be the end of summer. So that's when I'll be going back to school. So if you are feeling called to work together, definitely keep in mind that that's the window you have until next year, potentially. Um, It is hard for me to say, and I don't keep a wait list just due to the nature of things changing so much. And it it, kind of can be challenging to know what I'm going to be doing in like 10 months or a year, whatever it is. So I don't keep a wait list. So if you are wanting to work together, this is the time to do it. So That said, now that we've had a ramble about that, 
um, let's get into the episode. So we're really talking about like, how do you know what is the best path to channel your talent and figure out your purpose and really like work in a way that lights you up. So I just wanted to share a little bit, I guess, about my journey of like how I've been on this I guess it's an entrepreneurial journey, but it's like also like a journey of like the careers I've had in this lifetime. There is many. So I guess if we want to go back to the beginning, um, the first job I really had out of high school, I didn't really know what I wanted to do at that point in time. So I started a hair apprenticeship, actually. Not a lot of people know this about me, but I figured I love hair. I love beauty. I love makeup. Like I just love everything about it. I like making people feel good. And I figured, well, if you do hair, like if you learn how to do hair, that's like a job that people will always be growing their hair. You can always do it. Um, You like hair. So I was like, yeah, let's just do that and see what happens. So I did that for a couple of years. It was a two-year apprenticeship. And along the way, I picked up photography and I just absolutely fell so in love with it. I was obsessed. Um, I decided I wanted to become a fashion photographer. And so I just threw everything I had into making that work for me. I just started... At first, I was really scared to shoot with other people. So I would just, I taught myself by learning to shoot with myself. Like I taught myself like how to light things, like all the F stuff, all of that technical kind of stuff. I just would practice on myself because that was just a lot less scary for me. And I could kind of create what I was looking for. And I didn't feel like that pressure of like what the other person was thinking. Because if you've been here for a while, you know, I really struggled with like social anxiety, especially in my teens. Um, So it was really nerve wracking for me, the idea of like having this other person on the other side of the camera like it was just a lot so eventually I wanted to graduate and move on from that so I started shooting with friends and that turned into I started shooting with models and then um long story short I ended up moving to Toronto just like throwing everything into creating this um fashion photography career for myself and things went well um up until like a point where I would say like I I was bumping up against my own subconscious beliefs and what was possible for me and like my self-worth and all the things that that really set the stage for me understanding like what entrepreneurs and artists and creatives go through trying to create a career out of doing what they love. Like I so know those fears and those feelings firsthand, like the fear of showing up online, people judging you, clients, like everything. That was really where I learned what are the blocks that entrepreneurs have around like creating a business because it was me like that, like <laughs> that, those were my issues. And through working through it, I started to understand where I was like, oh, like it actually could be a little bit easier. Like, yeah, you're probably always going to have some fear of judgment, but you can create like an inner, an inner environment that like supports you in what you want to create and knowing that like you are safe and it is okay to put your work out there. Like it can feel scary, but you can reach a higher level of confidence in yourself where those things become a little bit less frightening. But basically, After that, I did that for probably, gosh, like 10 years, maybe longer than that. It's hard to really keep track because I sort of like went in and out of doing things too. Like I sort of, it wasn't a full time, it was a side hustle and then it was full time. And like, anyways, I digress. Um, So I did it for quite a long time and then I moved to Australia and I, I still continued doing my business. And then I was shooting more like weddings and stuff because the thing about wanting to be a fashion photographer is like you need to be where the fashion industry is. <laughs> and if you're not, it, not to say that you can't do it, but um, like, I guess sometimes it's hard to share these things because I'm like, I never want to share like what feels like a truth and say that that's like a hardcore belief because I, I think a belief is 
I don't know, like, I, I never want to, like, create negative beliefs about things. But the, at the end of the day, it is very difficult to get paid as a fashion photographer and make a lot of money doing it. Like, um, there, there is only so many jobs. And usually it's the same people who are doing all of the jobs. And um, so it definitely was challenging to create that as a career. And I kind of got to a point where I was like, you know what, like, I, I want to be a photographer, but I want to um, do this in a way that is probably going to be a little bit more reliable, a little bit easier to get paid. The thing in fashion is everyone wants you to work for free. <laughs> like everyone wants to work for trade. It can be very challenging sometimes to actually make a living from doing that. But I was like, you know what people make money doing? They make money shooting weddings. And I was like, I've never been a huge wedding girl, but I love people's stories. I love being there for people's happy moments. I love being able to tell a story through photography. Like the thing that really drew me to it is like, it's just like this utmost appreciation for like the moment. Like it's like, there's like nothing else that you can do aside from maybe like film where you get to appreciate a moment so in like entirely and like you get to capture it and potentially have it to look at and remember forever like there's so many things in my life where like I don't remember what was going on at that point in my life but when I look at a photo I'm like oh my god I remember everything exactly that was happening <laughs> in those photos and so it's just such like a powerful medium for storytelling and like, if this is taking a long time, bear with me, I'm going somewhere with this. Um, but so I started shooting weddings and that was really good until 2020 happened and all the wedding bookings got canceled. And I was like, I need to pivot real quick. I had discovered RTT a few years before and I was like, you know what? Like this medium is so powerful. This modality is so powerful. More people need to know about this. Like I'm going to train as an RTT therapist. So that was kind of the start of me shifting my career into becoming an RTT therapist and then me going back to school to become a psychologist just so I can serve people like on a deeper level and also just because I love I love being good at what I do and so it was important for me to really have like a good understanding of like human behavior and the brain and all of these things that go really beyond like what you're gonna I don't know learn in like not like my training was short it was like a very comprehensive training but the brain is just there's so much going on in there there's always more to know so what I'm trying to tell you through walking through all of these different jobs that I've done, all these different kind of careers that I've had, is there is a common thread between everything. And the things that really stand out to me when I look back at like all of the different kind of businesses and like evolutions of that that I've had since I kind of started when I was 18 was like creativity. Creativity is huge for me. And maybe you're like, Kim, how is like psychology creative? But the, the creative thing about it is like listening to people working with people like yes psychology is a science and it's important to be like working from like an evidence-based technique but there's also like this other energy I think that comes into it of like working with people like I'm sure everyone who has been to psychologist at some point we all have like a bad psychologist story you know what I mean it's like they can know everything but they still are lacking that thing when it comes to like working with you and to me like that's creativity that's relating to people like that's emotional intelligence and then the next thing that really stood out to me is freedom freedom is so important to me like freedom to create my own schedule freedom to work when I want to freedom to like create my day how I want to that has just always been a non-negotiable for me I really 
not to say I can't do it, but I don't enjoy having to do things on other people's schedule. I like doing things when I want to do them. They will get done. And like, I think sometimes when people hear this, they're like, oh, well, you're just lazy. And I'm like, that's not the case. I just like doing things on my own schedule, which kind of leads into the next thing, which is like independence. I like doing things when I want to, where I want to. I'm an Aquarius. I want to do things on my own agenda. I can't help it. And I think having that self-awareness is a bonus because then it allows you to say no to things that aren't right for you. The next common thread I would say that is amongst all of these different things is doing something that's of service to others. Like, even though, like, I don't always love being around people because I find I'm like very sensitive to people's energy, but I do really love, like, for me, photography and working with people, like being a hypnotherapist, like, the biggest thing about it is like I get to see people. Like, people tell me their stories, they tell me things about them, and I like, I love it. I'm here for it. I love hearing I love seeing people. Like that sounds so weird to say, but I I think it's the biggest gift when like someone really gets to show you who they are or you get to like capture a really special moment in time for them that they're going to like remember that forever or like when I hear my clients stories and they're like maybe this is something I've never told someone before but they're willing to tell me. Like I just have um so much like appreciation and gratitude for that. It's like so powerful just that connection between human beings like I think it's so beautiful and I love it so much and then this kind of leads into the next common thread I would say is like storytelling I fucking love people's stories I love hearing their stories I love when they tell me their life stories I love them when they tell me like the good things the bad things like I just love hearing it all I think it's so interesting um because I think that's one of the things like we are naturally born storytellers like that's how we shared our histories for so long was like stuff wasn't written down like and it's just like that also that interesting way where it's like as soon as someone starts to tell you a story you're intrigued. It makes it a little bit different. It makes it a little bit more personal. Like I could sit here and just like spew research at you, but you probably wouldn't find that that interesting. And I think the interesting thing also is in like every research, there is a story. Like how did these people decide they wanted to study this? How did these people even think that this is something that is worth studying? You know what I mean? So what I'm really trying to sum up through like sharing this entire like monologue of my life um, is that like you have to look for the common threads of what's important to you. And I think sometimes people straight away are like, oh, I'm good at this thing. That means that I should try and make this a career. It means I should try and profit off of it. It means I should turn it into a business. And that's really not always the case. There's a lot of things that I really love that I have no intention of ever trying to make into a career. Like just as an example, like I love to cook. I love baking. I could bake for days. Like I bake so much that I I have to give it away because I can't even eat it all. And I absolutely love it. Am I going to become a baker? Not professionally, no, because you have to get up at like really weird hours and like all of these things. And I'm like, those don't work in alignment with my values and the way I like to operate. So purpose to me doesn't necessarily equal profession. Like your purpose to me, I think the biggest thing you can do to serve humanity is like becoming the most healed, happy version of yourself who's doing something you love and also like not hurting other people in the process. Um, Like to me, your purpose is like, it doesn't necessarily have to be your job. It doesn't have to be your business. But I think when your business and what you do as a career aligns with your purpose, I think it makes it a lot easier because your purpose will always be in alignment with your values. So when you get clear on what you value and what's important for you, like how you like working, how you like showing up, like 
what things are needed to make you feel like the best version of yourself, that's when you start to dig into like, okay, like, what is my purpose? Like, where am I going with this? And I don't think your purpose is a destination you ever arrive at. I think it's something you're continually working towards. So I think we can just immediately take that pressure off of ourselves and be like, you're never going to quote unquote achieve your purpose. Like it's always going to be a path that you're going towards. And I think to me, it, it sort of means like living and working in alignment with your values. Because if you continually make decisions from a place of your values and being in alignment with them, everything in your life is just going to flow a lot easier. You're going to feel a lot more fulfilled. And I think, I believe it's a Japanese concept. I could be wrong. Um, but like, it's called like Ikigai. And so it's sort of like, almost imagine like a Venn diagram, but with an extra circle. And so in the circles, it's like, what do you like doing? Like, what does the world need? And also like, what can you make money doing? So it's like, say, oh, it's so hard to pull out an example. It's like, say I really, I don't know, I can't think of anything right now. <laughs> but it's like, say there's something I really enjoy doing, but nobody is going to pay me to do that thing. Like, it's probably not the best business idea. <laughs> but the thing is, is it doesn't have to be a business idea. It's like, I think something amongst what your purpose lies is like sort of in the middle of the intersection of all of those things. It's a combination of like, well, what do I like doing? But also like, what does the world need? This is a mistake I see a lot of entrepreneurs make is they they sit there and they think that they see people like running their own businesses and they're like, yeah, that looks really great. You can just like work whenever you want to and blah, blah, blah. And then they're like, well, I want to run a business just because of that. And I'm like, spoiler alert, if you decide to run a business just because of that, you're going to be in for a very rude awakening because <laughs> yes, you can choose when you do those hours, but there's going to be especially in the beginning, there's going to be a lot of them. There's a lot that it takes to get a business off the ground. And even if you have been doing it for a while, there's always going to be like a new challenge. There's going to be something new that you have to take on. You're either going to have to learn how to delegate. You're going to have to have a team or you're going to have to change. Like you have to create systems and structures. And often the thing is that most business owners will tell you is that if you have a business, you never stop thinking about it. <laughs> You don't get to just switch off. Like it just, you can't because you're always going to be thinking about it because your business is important to you. So it's like, yes, it's great to like decide that you want to do something because that's what you want to do. But you also need to think about like, what does the world need from you as well? And like, these are big questions, of course. I'm not going to be answering these for you because I don't know your particular situation, but it's just, like, things that are worth thinking about. It's like, okay, well, what do I want to do? But also, what does the world need? Where do I see a gap? What's missing? What hasn't been created? And then also, it's like, well, what are people willing to pay for? Because there is, like, people are willing to pay for something to solve their problems, but you also need to learn how to communicate it to them as well. So sometimes people are a little bit like, okay, well, I have no idea. Like, what do I even like doing? Like, we can get really conditioned societally out of, um, like, doing what you love, but also even recognizing what that is. Because, like, social learning theory teaches a lot about, like, for desirable professions, a lot of it comes from like what you think other people will think about it. And of course, this isn't true for everyone, but it's kind of like, I don't know, I guess say like the digital nomad trend is like huge right now. But it's like, yeah, it seems like a societally, uh, I don't know what the word is like, it's a, a 
uh, quote unquote approved. Like people admire people who have that because they're like, oh, you have all of this freedom. And like, they think it's like this certain thing. But it's like, say you don't enjoy like working like that. Say you don't like the idea of working while you're on a holiday, which is like, I'm speaking to myself right now. Because <laughs> like people are like, I think sometimes from the outside, people are like, oh, that's so cool. You have a job that you can take, like you can work from anywhere and like blah, 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 all these things. And the things that they don't realize is like not everywhere you go is going to have good Wi-Fi. Sometimes it's really hard to get into a routine. You're always changing time zones. What time zones are your clients in? You're probably going to have to try and work around that. Like I'm not trying to just talk you out of like what your desires are, if those are truly your desires, but it's important to note how much we are influenced by what others think about what we're doing and what that means for what we should do as a profession. So sometimes when you're feeling lost, like look to your childhood. What did you love doing when you were a child? Like, and we're not even getting to a point of where we're trying to think about how you would monetize this right now. I don't always think it is about that. Like just as an example, I fucking love dance as a kid. I love dance now. Is it going to be my career? Absolutely not. I have no intention of ever making a single cent from dance. I just do it because I love it. But doing something because you love it and it feels good, it brings you those good feelings. And when you feel good, you're able to go and do more things that are going to probably be of service to the world. Another thing you can really use is like using jealousy to see what you want. And of course, like being jealous of people, like it's not the greatest feeling to be in, but it's going to happen at some point because you're human. It's unavoidable. So using that jealousy to see, okay, like, I, what does that other person actually have that I want? Like, is it the career? Is it like, and I think it's also worth noting, like, just because you see somebody have something, it could be very different for them experiencing that thing over like what you think it is. And like, bear me, bear with me for a second. But it's like, say, like, you think that you really want, like, I don't know, like, a relationship that somebody else has, but it's like you don't actually know the ins and outs of that relationship. You don't know what it's like being inside of it. You don't see what happens behind closed doors. So it's like, yeah, we're using jealousy to see like what we sort of want, but also knowing that like maybe whatever you think that that person has, it's not exactly how you think it is either. Um, so it's just like, okay, say you're really jealous that like somebody has a business and it looks like x y and z okay like what are the things that you really want to have in your business that look like that okay like how can you start trying to figure out how to make that happen for you and i think this is using jealousy in like a healthy way of being like okay well i want that as well so how can i create something similar for myself um i was sort of speaking about this before but like knowing your values is so important because that's going to be like the guiding things that helps you make like authentic decisions that are going to be true to you that you're going to feel good about. And I think sometimes even if you make like a decision that's within your values, the thing is, is that people think it's always going to feel good, but I don't think it always does. Um, and maybe that sounds weird, but I think it's kind of like knowing that say you know something is like wrong to do, but it goes against like your moral code of doing it. So you're not going to do it. But then like, at the same time, you still kind of wish you had the thing. Does that make sense? I don't know. It's like knowing that ultimately, if you live in your authenticity, sometimes there is going to be uncomfortable moments along the way. But ultimately, you'll feel better because you're acting out of a place of integrity. And you're not doing things just for I don't know, <laughs> whatever the reason is that you think that you're doing it or um, you're not doing it just because other people think it's a good idea or it's based on someone else's values. Like you know that you're living in accordance with your values and that 
helps you live an authentic life, which makes you feel better about your self-integrity. And the last thing that I think is kind of important is like, why do you really want this? Like, let's just use the digital nomad example again. Um, Being like, okay, like, why do you want that? Do you want the freedom? Do you want to travel? Do you want to not be working in a nine to five? Do you want location independence? Like, why do you really want that? And what what's important to you about it? And because sometimes we just, we see something, we're like, yeah, I want it, but we don't really like dig into why. And if it, especially if it's like a big thing, like a career change or like something like that, I think it's really worth like looking at like, what exactly do I want out of that? And is there another way that I could get it? Like, what are other ways that I could get it? Not saying that you can't have that thing, but I think it's just worth looking at like, okay, well, what exactly is it about this situation that I really admire? or What do I want? Or like, where is it showing me that like, I want to grow in my life, basically, because that's a really good indicator, like your desires are really helpful for you figuring out like what's important to you. Um, And also it kind of leads back to your values as well, because it's able to, once you start doing this a lot with things, you're able to really carve out like, oh, okay, what is it actually about that thing that I really want? And like, can I either get that thing or is there another way of me fulfilling that desire in my life basically? So just as a quick recap, your purpose doesn't necessarily have to be your profession. Um, I think it's like you don't always have to monetize the things that you're passionate about. If you can, also that's good too, but like it doesn't have to be that and also your purpose isn't something that you like achieve. Um, If you're feeling a little bit lost, like look at your childhood. What did you love doing when like it didn't matter? Like you just got to choose what you got to do. Um, Using what you're jealous of to see like what is it that you really want and like why do you want that thing? Um, What are your values? Like how do you enjoy working? Like what feels good to you? And if you don't know, like try different things out. Like I think it's so important to experiment in life and see like, okay, well, I can just try this and see how it goes. And if I don't like it, I can change it. (laughs) Um, And also like just doing some self-inquiry. Why do you really want this thing? What do you think it's going to give you? Like what do you think you'll get out of having that particular thing or experience or like way of working, whatever it is. So I hope this was helpful for you. And as always, feel free to send me a DM with your thoughts on Instagram. I'm at Kim.Acrig over there. And if you could leave a review for the podcast, that just really helps us grow and helps us get out there so more people can listen to it. So I hope you have an incredible day and I will talk to you soon.